we have a responsibility to get the work to the streets. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Highways, um, movement of goods, these are things that we rely on every day. Got to have the ability to get their product to market. As long as you're performing, we want to be behind you pushing. Welcome into another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Digital Media Manager Paul Catul. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs for the agency. Will, thanks for holding things down last week. Oh yeah. The uh, but the gang is back together, and we are in the hub city. We are in the city of Hattiesburg, in City Hall, and we're happy today to talk to Hattiesburg Mayor Toby Barker little bit of information about uh, Mayor Barker. He's been the mayor of Hattiesburg since 2017. At 25 years old, Mayor Barker was also elected to the Mississippi House of Representatives, represent District 102, and he served uh, for 10 years. It's quite, quite the long time. Uh, mayor Barker, we really appreciate you hosting us today and letting us uh, have a conversation with you. Hey, glad to be here. My, my biggest claim to fame, though, is I'm Will Kraft's uh, fraternity brother. Hey, there we go. A few, few years ahead, right? though. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's a great chapter advisor for us there. It kept us um, out of jail and in and, and the right decision-making frame of mind, as best he possibly could anyway for a bunch of 18-year-olds. Uh, well, Mayor, again, thanks so much for being here with us and letting us come to hang out. Tell us a little bit about yourself. For those who may not know you, kind of a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and how you got to Hattiesburg. Well, I grew up in Meridian, and so uh, I, I grew up going into Shelby County Fairs and listening to Commissioner right. Dick Hall uh, give his vision for all of the roads around Meridian and Philadelphia. And... Uh, <laughs> Went to Southern Miss and uh, loved it so much for undergrad and grad school that I ended up staying. And uh, post-Katrina, worked for the university doing small business uh, development with some of the uh, businesses that had been affected by the, the storm. And then 2007 came around and the, I was going to run the campaign for my friend who was going to run for state representative and he ended up not running. And um, I'm kind of like the last kid in the family that's an accident, <laughs> which is my political career all in a nutshell. Uh, so ran and was, was lucky or unlucky enough to win, depending on how you look at it, and, and had a, been, been very fortunate to, one, live in this city, but also uh, to do some neat things on behalf of it. And then, you know, having the, the tenured resume there, got 10 years, 10 full years, which I'm sure was just enough to, to be done with the, dealing with the legislature and then the capital area. What, what drove you to come back and, and run for mayor? Well, the thing is, I always thought I would be a, a houseman for, the, for, for my career. I, I, I was comfortable with the idea of staying and uh, had a lot of great mentors going back to, you know, when, when it was Democratic control under Warner McBride and Steve Holland and then um, having, you know, Republicans like Greg Snowden and, and Philip Gunn and Herb Frierson uh, that really kind of took me under their wing as well and had a, had a great tenure on the Appropriations Committee and, and love those guys and it's kind of jealous seeing all the people that were in my class are now becoming like, you know, big chairman and actually getting somewhere now. Um, (laughs) But I think in 2017, you know, I, uh, we were pregnant with our first child and, and the city was just in a place where it was kind of stuck. Uh, Hattiesburg always has a lot going on because of two universities and uh, two major medical facilities in Camp Shelby. And it's a really strong small business economy. But I, I think from a leadership standpoint, we were just sort of at a stalemate. Um, there was a lot of friction between the council and the administration, and uh, I just thought that, that we, we had too much potential to simply just go idle and, um, and ran for mayor in, in 2017 and, and uh, against you know, a four-term mayor, Dupree, right. who had done a lot for the city and, uh, but was lucky enough to win and was reelected last year. 
Awesome, awesome. Mayor Barker, this is a, an MDOT podcast, and I know you know we deal with interstates, highways, a lot of state maintained stuff, but we do work with cities, and can you talk about kind of how you work with MDOT to get things done locally? Well, it's everything from going after really big grants and uh, having to aggravate Kelly Castleberry <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to meeting with my uh, commissioner, Commissioner King, who, who I have a long-standing relationship with when he was transportation chairman of the Senate, and even before that, when I was roommates with his son in college. That's right. Um, oh, cool. And uh, which is funny story how we how we met. Um, totally diverging here. That's okay. But but the day after Katrina, I was living with Chad King, and uh, a tree had come through our house, and Chad had done the right thing and gone home uh, to stay with his parents. I did not. I stayed in there, and so I was in there when the tree fell. And, uh, and I remember Commissioner King pulling up and, and looked at the house and, and never had met me before, but he embraced me like I was his own son. And he's been taking care of me ever since. So, uh, so I think it's everything from going after big grants, you know, ongoing government relations with, with Commissioner King and uh, letting him know what's going on. Our MPO, which we, we, right. we have a Metropolitan Planning Organization, um, working with, our, with Lamar County and Forest County and Pell. But also down to we're trying to, uh, keep I-59 in the city of Hattiesburg looking better. And so, yeah. you know, entering into MOU so that we can use a tractor that MDOT has, but our guys can man it just to keep that area picked up and cut, which is so important, you know, first impressions, um, particularly when we, we're having, you know, regionals like we're having That's conference right. championships and football games. Uh, Hattiesburg has a lot going on on a regular basis, and so, you know, trying to keep the area picked up. Uh, even right now, we're, we're in the middle of kind of a, a, a visioning um, charrette about how we can make the I-59-98 interchange look better, how we can make it memorable um, so that when you come through Hattiesburg, you may not stop, but you're going to remember that we, we look nice and maybe you'll want to come back later. And I think MDOT's part of that process. And, um, you know, their, their big thing is just safety. And, and, we, and we have to sort of have that dialogue with, you know, what can the city do? What can MDOT do? And it's been a really good relationship. And I would certainly encourage any mayor, any supervisor that, the more you engage MDOT, whether it's your district engineer, whether it's your, your transportation commissioner, whether it's the leadership in Jackson, and you know Brad White and, and I have known each other since I was in the legislature, and he's been chief of staff for a lot of people, and um, it, it's they, they really really do have a collaborative spirit at, at MDOT, and, and I sure. and I, I think that's 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 a, a quality that often goes unrecognized. I appreciate that. Any other big projects going on? I know we kind of touched on the, the Hall Avenue overpass. That's, that can be great. Any other major? Or even that one, if you want to speak to Sure. It. I mean, so we, we have some, uh, you know, Hattiesburg is called the Hub City. And it's, right. it's because we were between, uh, we were the kind of the junction for all these rail lines, uh, whether Mobile, New Orleans, Natchez, Gulfport, Meridian, Jackson. And uh, I think I'm naming them all in the Hub sign. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so... And that's where we got our start with timber and 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 having having being sort of the in between with all those places, and the problem is though when you're when you're have a lot of rail lines, your downtown grows out of that, uh, and vehicles come into play over the course of a century. Uh, it's it's sometimes creates an adversarial relationship between railroad, sure. railroads and and uh, and your city's transportation system. So we have twenty. At grade crossings in our downtown, we oh, have wow. we have no grade separated crossings. Which you know, coming from Meridian, we have five or six overpasses, and so it's just you know, the solution seems simple. Um, and and the rail lines attitude tends to be, and this is not a knock on them. This is just the, again, this is the way it developed as they were there first, and right. they were. 
Um, and so we tried to tackle, you know, how do we how do we get over, you know, the Canadian National Line and the Norfolk Southern Line, and what's the most efficient way to route that? And we went after a Chrissy Grant in 2019, right. and um, and eventually had some success in 2020, 5.3 million dollar grant that we, and you know, we we matched that uh, with about nine million of our own. Uh, to build that first overpass. We, we chose Hall Avenue because Hall Avenue is the one road that goes over both rail lines. Um, it's okay. just south of our downtown. Um, there's plenty of room, uh, so you can get over Canadian National and Norfolk Southern. And so we got the Chrissy Grant in January of 2020. Um, it's one of the few good things that happened that year. Uh, <laughs> and we went after a, a build grant as well. And we had, we had gone after build grants before and been unsuccessful, but you know, one thing that I would also encourage cities and counties to do is, I mean, you can't just submit your application and then let it and then let it go. I mean, you got to you got to work it. You got to get up there. And I mean, I, I spent, I go to D.C. four or five times, uh, and and seeing different senator staff and our congress congressman Palazzo's staff, which has been great to work with. And um, later that year, we were successful with a build grant too, and it was about a, a thirteen million dollar build grant. And so. Um, between those two federal grants and, and, a, and a lot of matching money from the local folks, which I do think local folks need to have skin in the game. Sure. Uh, you know, we're going to have one boulevard that goes over both rail lines, and we're solving a centuries-old transportation problem. That's awesome. Um, with, with those two grants through federal DOT. Now, the, the, the relationship there is that, you know, it's the state DOT and federal highway that helps administer that, and federal railroad as well. And so you have to work with all those things, but it's really good when you have your state DOT in your corner and understanding what's going on. And um, you know, we're very, uh, we have a, a, a great grant writing team at Local Impact Analytics who's out of Hattiesburg and, and they've had so much success that now other cities are trying to hire them away from us and, uh, which, you know, um, but, but I think the big thing is, you know, always, always having a grant application in. So right now we have a, a raised grant in to do some planning to, um, as I'm sure we'll talk about, I mean, Hattiesburg has a lot of growth. Um, our daytime population swells a good bit, and so we always have issues with east-west corridors and trying to have sufficient capacity um, to get those things done. And so right now we're going after a, a raise grant to do some planning on our western beltway, which would help move traffic to the western side of Hattiesburg and even you know Bellevue in that area. Um, that, that's, that's a priority. Uh, we just submitted an infra grant in, in collaboration with, with uh, MDOT. Um, about how to redo our 59 Highway 11 interchange, which right. has been so dangerous. Um, but you know, as we look forward to you know landing a big client down at our mega site, exactly. uh, you, you have to plan for those things. And um, I think it's just incumbent upon a community to be proactive, to always be looking, because I think if you put in the work, MDOT will be in your corner at least, or at least helping you. Um, like that infogram, we worked a year on that, right. uh, planning and going through you know, feasibility studies and. Uh, and of course, the, the fun ones are, are the are the TA programs, the transportation yeah. alternatives, and we've had some success there. And I'm very very grateful to Commissioner King and the rest of the Transportation Commission and, and Willie Simmons and uh, for for supporting us in those things. Um, we uh, we're working on develop changing our, our Gordon's Creek, which is the drainage ditch through our the middle of our city, and trying to make it more than just a drainage ditch, trying to make it an amenity. And uh, and so we're we're seeing some things happen there, including um, a food truck park that will be starting work on in January. Oh, cool. Oh, and I heard about that yet. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Lots of, lots of stuff going on in Hattiesburg. And you mentioned the two universities earlier. Are there any additional uh, considerations you have to make when planning transportation where there's two universities? Well, sure. I think it, I think it, I think there is. I mean, you've got, um, obviously Southern Miss is the powerhouse and, and has been there right in Midtown for, you know, 110 years now. 
um, that's that area in front of you know of Hardy Street is, is MDOT controlled, and so when we you know we embarked on a, a landscaping plan that we were just about to wrap up uh, through Southern Miss applying for a TA uh, for a tap, um, you know you have to work with MDOT on that. Uh, William Carey is probably the fastest growing university that we have. They're the largest med school in the state now. Oh, really? um, and, you know, trying to leverage our MPO dollars to, to do a connection between William Carey and downtown um, because you, you know, as well as doing some of these new grants that were in the infrastructure bill, uh, such as the Safe, uh, Safe Streets for All, um, trying to sort of gear toward that because we have some real access issues on that 49 South area. Uh, right now we're, um, sorry, I'm giving you a laundry list. Uh, oh, we're working on a lighting project to light 49 South that's, that's totally city funded. Um, but we have to have MDOT work in collaboration on that. And, and again, uh, they've always been a willing and ready partner for us. Uh, Jeffrey George, the good councilman, uh, has frequently hit me up about uh, the lighting project. If, if we could do anything else to be helpful, which, you know, again, it's a, kind of the city's engineer there. Yeah, Je- Jeffrey has a, the smallest ward in the city, but he's got the, the biggest dreams uh, Absolutely. Out, of, out of anyone. Hey, that's what you want out of your, your elected officials. Absolutely. There. Nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Um, you, you talked about the growth and just from a daily standpoint, the explosion. But overall, I mean, even uh, it's been a, about a decade since I graduated and, and moved back north and left Hattiesburg, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, what do you, what do you kind of attribute some of the explosion of what you've seen over the last several years? Well, I think that Hattiesburg traditionally relies on the, the three pillars, you know, education, Southern Miss William Carey, Pearl River Community College, Forest County Campus, Military Camp Shelby. All right. Medical, Forest General, and Merritt Health Wesley. Uh, a lot of visionaries who came generations before us, sometimes 100 years before us, made those things happen. And, and, and our challenge is to find those pillars that are going to take us forward sure. and, and how we're going to do that. And, uh, manufacturing has become a really big thing for us. Uh, I mean, Kohler now is the uh, second largest manufacturer in the city. Every engine in North America is now made in Hattiesburg, every Kohler engine. And uh, we're very proud of that. Um, you know, Marjack. Uh, who makes, I think, a quarter of all the Chick-fil-A chicken. Uh, oh, really? It's right here in Hattiesburg. Um, and so manufacturing is becoming quite the, quite the pillar for us as well. And as we continue to grow, um, you know, our, our industrial park is pretty much mature now. We've, we've filled almost every spot. We're having to build, like, things in the, on the water tower parcels now. I mean, you know, we're just, you know. So we've got a mega site south of town. We've got uh, the Innovation Research Commercialization Park up, up near a Classic Drive near, near 59, 49. And so you're really, you know, you're trying to, you know, uh, plan and, and stretch your land as far as it can go because, you know, uh, we have the workforce here. I mean, we, we sure. have um, population growth. We have an educated workforce. Companies are always pleased with what we have to offer here. Uh, the question is, can we have the shovel-ready real estate they need? And that's, right. that's been our challenge that we've been working on for the last several years. Good, Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, just uh, one more transportation question. I've always been interested in, you know, trails and uh, paths and that, those sort of things. It seems like Hattiesburg's really kind of taken that head on. I, I know you have the Longleaf Trace yes. here. What kind of impact can that make on a city for, like, economic growth and development? Well, the, the, the thing is we had, we had a lot of visionaries that, that came, you know, 30 years ago that made that, that Longleaf Trace happen. And I think the, you know, people like Lynn Cartwidge and Stone Bearfield and um, – and getting three counties to collaborate on anything right. is a challenge. 
Uh, and but but our our mission as a city is to been has been to continue growing it. So when when you were there, it ended at Southern Miss. Well, now we've got it to move it to downtown. We've got a spur to the zoo. We've got um, you know we've got a spur to the train depot. Then we put a spur into Chain Park, which was another you know M dot funded um, project. And so uh, the question is, how do we make every neighborhood in our city have a link to the Longleaf Trace? Because the tourism, because we're still the longest rails to trails in the state. Um, I think from a statewide perspective, you know, someone needs to champion this going, you know, from east to west across the state. I mean, there's there's no reason for the thing to end in Prentice. We should go to Natchez, you know, or we should go, you know, we should go to Perry County and onto the Alabama line. I mean, that, that is the great, um, wouldn't that be the great accomplishment of, of that kind of thing in our lifetime to see that happen? That would be cool. Um, so that's that's one thing. I mean, we, we get so much tourism from people who want to come ride the trace, uh, stay at our hotels, you know, you know, drink at our bars, eat at our restaurants. Uh, we're also working to develop, as I mentioned, this you know our Gordon Creek uh, project into an actual viable pathway that brings people here because people like to be close to water. Um, I think other cities in the state have been have been very successful with trying to develop their waterways, and uh, and that's a that's a that's one thing we're doing now is the Blue Ways Master Plan, uh, funded by our MPO, uh, to figure out how do we activate these these drainage ditches that we all thought were just liabilities for so long. Yeah, I did the Gordon's Creek uh, factoid you gave us. I didn't even know that. You know, uh, it'd be interesting to turn that into an amenity. That's that's a neat idea. Uh, kind of before we get to the the close all here question, the, the the favorite place to eat that I know our viewers so much look forward to. Um, well, let's just go right into it because I, I had another up. question and I totally forgot what it was. It you spent a lot of time driving around, obviously, now. You spend the most of your time probably here in Hattiesburg doing the people's work. But uh, you have a favorite place maybe that you, you don't get to stop in every now and then or somewhere where you're traveling around the state that you just got to stop in and get a bite to eat at. You have a favorite? Yeah, so first of all, I would recommend anybody come and see any of our eateries in Hattiesburg. They're all, they're all fantastic. Um, but favorite out-of-city has to be Walker's in Jackson. I think it's I think it's the uh, best non-Hattiesburg restaurant in the state, and I've never had a bad meal there. And that's the one thing I miss several things about the legislature, but that's one of them is is not having regular access to Walker's. Delicious. I had a Southwest Turkey Club uh, just last week. The 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 eight ounce fillet. Uh, okay. With the uh, red wine uh, and onion ring sauce, and uh, that's. Yeah, and yeah, for for those of you that may not be familiar, you got walkers at lunch and you got walkers at dinner, and it's like you know two totally different environments, and they're both incredible. Absolutely, both incredible. Oh, the other thing I was going to ask, I just quickly, I know you've got a lot going on, right? We just got through graduation, got July Fourth coming up. Uh, Betsy, one of your great staffers out here, was mentioning uh, the Cross the River celebration that works. How does that work? So one thing that we've been doing. with with the previous mayor, but more, but especially now with the current mayor Tony Ducker, is, is trying to strengthen that relationship between uh, Petal and Hattiesburg. We share two rivers, and again, how do we activate those spaces that you know where we could foster more development on both sides of the river in those areas of our towns? Um, we even started a, a river district through local and private legislation awesome. that we could invest in those areas. But one thing that we've been very successful at. Uh, thanks to the work of our downtown association and their uh, their chamber of commerce, um, is uh, I'm going to butcher this Star Spangled Celebration. That's right. Um, it's a uh, dual fireworks show, uh, but there's a band. There's bands on the pedal side. Uh, there's bands on the Hattiesburg side. 
Um, we're the wet side of the river. Okay. Um, but I do think that, that uh, Mayor Ducker's uh, maybe converting their side to wet as well. Um, but it's, it's a fantastic time where, where you gather the few thousand of your closest friends. I think we had nine or 10,000. That's awesome. Um, Pre-COVID. And, uh, and then at you know, nine o'clock or whatever, the, both, both sides fire up their fireworks. And it's, uh, it's a really neat time. And, and we always make a point to, you know, I go, I go to his side of the river, he comes to mine. And it's just a, it's a great time to kind of cultivate that relationship. Have a mayoral bottle rocket war or, you know, shoot you know, candles I, I, had, I had a very bad experience with that in high school. And so uh, I'm trying to avoid the, the bottle rocket rule wars. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Well, Mayor Barker, uh, we really appreciate you having us in to visit your beautiful city. I'm an outsider, but every time I come to Hattiesburg, I, I love everything that's going on. So we really appreciate it. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap things up and thank our listeners out there for listening to the Extra Mile podcast. We want to thank our producer, Katie Hornsby, our editor, Drew Hall. They made the trek with us today. Uh, and uh, remember, you can listen, watch episodes of the Extra Mile podcast by visiting goemdot.com forward slash the extra mile. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That's at Mississippi DOT. The last thing, as always, remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways.